Welcome to another episode of the Big Bros Podcast. This is your host, Big Bro Yub, also known as Yub Nuh, so my mom calls me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. Uh, this is going to be a really interesting episode. Uh, reason being, at least as far as the title and when I'm going to upload it, because of the simple fact that I have not uploaded for about two weeks. Uh, so forgive me for that, ladies and gentlemen, those of you guys that have followed the podcast on a regular, uh, reoccurring basis. Two weeks have gone by going almost onto three weeks since I have uploaded an episode. Uh, but that will all change right now. I do have a really, really, really great episode coming for you guys. Um, currently, I do have in the room uh, with me a gentleman that I regard as a big bro myself, even though he's younger than me. I have to accept the fact that nowadays, ladies and gentlemen, that I am a lot older or just older than a lot of people. But this is the, way, the way this guy carries himself. The way this guy just goes about life, he's a true big bro. He's a true apti. He's a true Somali uncle. Um, so I wanted to go ahead and introduce you guys to a gentleman that goes by the name of Mohammed Sheikh from Minnesota, who is a filmmaker. Um, one person that I actually worked with previously. Um, and I see on a, every single time I come to Minnesota, I just pull up to the studio and I see you. Mohammed Sheikh, go ahead and introduce yourself, sir. Assalamu alaikum. My name is Mohammed Sheikh. Um, yeah, so I, w- I was born in, in the, like a uh, refugee camp. Like a Qabr I need a little bit more energy, bro. Ref- <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you were like, yeah, oh, I, yeah, I thought nah, I was getting... Don't worry about that. I thought I was getting interviewed. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's like, oh. It's not an interview. You, you see the like questions a, on the screen. Like a, but like Where are you from? I was born in refugee. Refugee camp. Yeah, please. Well, look at the screen. I need to yeah. that. That's, yeah. that's that's for me, right? You know. Yeah. But yeah, so when like, you grow up, yeah, I'm like, oh, the <laughs> But I was born in uh, in the refugee camp, and um, I I came to United States in 2013. Flight 13. Wow, <laughs> They call them flight. Flight 13. Yeah. 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 So it was surreal. Yeah. Uh, the experience was amazing. You that went back to where It used to be me. I went to uh, Somaliland. I went to uh, Borama, Arab Sio. Uh, and then after that, I went to Ethiopia. Like um, uh, like Addis Ababa, which mm-hmm. is where I grew up. Uh, and then I went to Kenya. So, for yeah. All of this, though, you said that you went back. And one of those things that people don't understand or don't if they don't know, they don't know, right? Mm-hmm. When or when people go places, it's either of two, for business or for pleasure. I've seen that in movies, right? Mm-hmm. And, of course, we're going to be talking about filmmaking. But right now, has that scene ever happened to you? You're walking into the the, the, the gates of Somaliland. And then, is this for business or pleasure? Mm-hmm. Well, with you, you know, uh, for business or pleasure, business, business, <laughs> and tell me about yeah. this business. I know, but and yeah, this, so, uh, this is business. You I went there to make a uh, to make a documentary about um, East African recipes. Mm. So uh, food recipes, food recipes. So I work with an organization called Araha. Um, Araha Relief, yeah, yeah, Araha, Araha Relief. So uh, they help the Horn of Africa. So uh, they sent me down there to collect recipes, and then inshallah. Uh, compare that and, and contrast that with the chefs here. Mm-hmm. So as somebody who's like a beneficiary of Araha who needs help, how do they cook? Yeah. And then I captured that and then they were like, what are some authentic recipes that these people make? And then compare that with a chef that's here that's successful. Is authenticity, when we say 
the authentic recipe that people are cooking back home. I'm assuming that because I've had a friend of mine that went back to Mogadishu years ago, and you know, of course, he was just on Snapchat and whatnot, and he was doing food reviews, and he was like, "Yo, this is Russian." So back there, <laughs> back home, <laughs> like the food could be healthy, but he was like, "Man, like, yo, the breeze of the bastard, the food that he we could do by the hotel, yeah, and they call a hotel." The restaurant. He's like, yo, this shit is trash. Yeah. Like, is that, so is that, is that what we're trying to do or is it just a comparison? Because I, I, I can go to Minnesota and know, you know, some good, good, amazing restaurants. I, I could come to Columbus and say, yo, these are some great foods. But I could go back home and, 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 and the Maloha Lashega is not necessarily the Maloha or Marekan Kuruno. Well, first of all, uh, that one is organic, Art. Hey. So give it that. Like, they have, organic food that's not like pesticide Processed. or whatever you know uh. but <laughs> I, got, I got the same experience i was in Argesa. okay <laughs> we just came and I, okay because when back there when i was uh, uh like back home before it used to taste very good yeah. and then i went there they brought the breeze and then they said oh like um uh, <laughs> what the fuck is, like what is this huh. it wasn't like Burhlo at all, like Burhlo type or anything like that. Burhlo is like yeah. a, a restaurant in yeah, exactly. It wasn't like that at all. I was like, goodness. Was it the presentation? Because I would assume that... No, no, no. It's not the presentation. It's yeah. just the way the food tastes. I'm like, this is what my mama made. Like, <laughs> no disrespect to my mother. But, <laughs> but I was like, what the fuck? Like, my sister. This is what my sister makes. And I'm like, goodness. There's no oh, flavor. Nothing. Just it's just very dusty. You just eat that. You just eat that. I think a part of it I is. I was underwhelmed. Huh. I think a part of how they're that I'm thinking about it is because look at the I'm not gonna say they don't have a choice. I, I don't I can't speak on Somalia. I've yeah. never been back home. I can't speak on Africa, right? Mm-hmm. I've never been back to Somalia. I've been to Kenya and Sometimes in Kenya, you have no choice. Mm-hmm. Like that's it's up to you. you yeah. know, at this point, do you think a part of it is because people don't have options or is it because so either way, it's, it's being bought? No. So, like, restaurants, in comparison, they're not that great. Like, uh, but there are, like, some authentic foods mm. that you can eat, like, uh, the original, that you can find them here. Like, for example, like, 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 for example, you can, like, a, a well-made malawah. Zah. You can find it there. Mm. You know, like, you, a bear, for example, liver uh-huh. it's well-made over there. Like so fresh. Fresh, is, yeah. But then at the same time, like, the mainstream food bakala, like rice, spaghetti, and stuff like that, Zah. those ones are not, they're not good. But the other ones, there are actually good uh-huh. ones. Uh-huh. And then where I was, like, Hargeisa, uh, for example, yeah, that's, that's where I experienced. Not all restaurants are also the same. Uh, so it also depends on what kind of restaurant you go to, but so the majority of them is like... to Somalia than American cater to Joga, at least in the two big cities, Columbus and Minneapolis. Until mm-hmm. the in that one city, they have one lingo. So what you're saying is every restaurant down there we could do in Minnesota at Dakota Federation. I could go to ten different restaurants at Dakota Federation see we see Nayan. We found seeing him. Yes. Have like for example, they would say, Oh, have fain can. Half in. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to scratch my hand. <laughs> what is half in? <laughs> I just say, oh, like uh, this. half in or half there? Half in or half there? Yes. Well, I'm going to go to the I'm going to go to the Jeeves. 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 I'
ما كل قرنيسة وري من هاف so هافين أو هاف like it's like a هافين أو هاف بريسو هافين أو باستك وشرتو هافين أو like hey and then you like you also just pay after you like you eat so it it depends it depends on what Uh, but they do understand, so they do have their own language too. Uh, like I have faith, I have stuff like that. You are, you understand. They do understand. Yeah, I love, I love the fact that Somali. No, male, male will be. No, yeah. There's a culture here, Luguiyakano, in Columbus. Culture Luguiyakano, Minneapolis. Culture Luguiyakano, Toronto. Culture Luguiyakano. Male will be Somali. Dig into London, UK, Kenya, Seattle. Male will be. No, and. Other to just go going back to surprisingly though, like huh. let, me, let me add to that. There, they're more interested. They're more interested in fast food. Huh. So they're like, oh, this foreign foods like burger, sandwiches. They're actually more interested in experiencing that. I think that's a lot of yeah uh, third world countries. They will have American. They want to do that. Huh. They, they want to like they they want to have the the American nimo. Yeah, foreign nimo. I've seen this uh, cafe. Uh, I, I forgot the name. They have like even the the aesthetics. Mm. They have a bike over here. They have like lights going on. They have like a the, the cappuccino is like oh. designed. Oh. No, like, oh my goodness! And I'm like, the burger here doesn't even taste as good as there. Like, uh, uh, back, the, back. like the, there's no burger here. That, yeah, that's the like, taste is good the as the one back home. Back there, like over there, is perfect. Well, well, yes, it's, it's the opposite. Bris uh, and stuff over there is lacking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's the, the opposite. Wallahi, <laughs> wallahi. Uh, I was so surprised. They're like, oh, what do you, the menu. <laughs> and you click a link. It's so, also, it's so advanced. Like the same. Like uh, a fancy restaurant. Uh, very, very, very. You like click on the link and then the menu like is the over there. Like the menu is Yeah. Like the number of sotur. And then when you're sitting on the table, you got to ring a bell. That Like, Yeah, I like love so, it. like, uh, like a uh, advanced, and then the food, the, the the burger and stuff, and it's by dollars, by the way. Yeah. So in Somaliland, they use uh, I guess they use they use the the currency is dollars. Ah. Huh. So you can actually go to the ATM and get a dollars, uh, which I was so surprised. ATM would give you oh, dollars, cash. cash. I would go to the ATM, use my own debit card from Wells Fargo here, <laughs> and get money from there. They charge you like extra. Ah, uh, like, of course, uh, money, of course. But I was like, "Where's the government? Because uh, if you do that in Ethiopia, you get arrested." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Allah. Yeah, there's no yeah, like, uh, there's no. Yeah, it was so surreal experience. Uh, but, so, but yeah. Alhamdulillah, happy people, good people, like. Uh, Very respectful. I'm looking very forward welcoming. to the documentary, Adderta. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I hope you part. I hope in the documentary we'll 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 be expecting some really great recipes from the documentary, inshallah. No, absolutely. Um, but yeah, b- before you got into the documentary space, Mohammed Shak, like I introduced you as a filmmaker right now, but mm-hmm. and you said that you came to America in 2013, so that's like what 10 years. Yeah. You have amassed a collection of films, and before you we get to the collection of films, like. Your love of movie making or filmmaking, like, did it happen after you came to America or prior to that? I know you're not, you're not necessarily that old. I mean, if I'm 29, I know your age. You're what, 26? Mm-hmm. Fairly a young guy, but with the maturity of a 30-some-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. So when did your love of filmmaking start? So, the other day I was asked to write a bio about myself, and I didn't know where to start. So then it just 
I, I, I came to realize this. They always talk about trauma and stuff like uh. that. But they, they don't talk about how, I don't know the scientific terms and I'm not trying to sound smart. But what they do is when, when you're a child, mm-hmm. you're like a sponge. You're observing a lot of things. You're taking in. And in the refugee camp, in the, the Qabr Bayh refugee camp where, where I was born, it's like eastern, eastern Ethiopia, close to Chukchiga, like uh, maybe 40 kilometers from Chukchiga. Yeah, a lot of people are from there. Uh, so, but I didn't grow up there. So what, what used to happen is we have this small cinema-like place where you get a ticket, you pay like 50 shilling, and then you watch a movie like a Bollywood. Shah Khan. You watch Shah Khan over there. Yes. Well, we did not know that time, but now that I look back, it has so much influence on us. Khan. The Bollywood. The, the Bollywood, huh? The singing, the way they sing, the way all of those things. So Hatta, when I look back, we used to like buy products for our hair. So it became mm, it, just it soft, like Shahrukh like Khan. Khan. And then you run. You know what you do? Eh? You run, so the wind blows your hair. <laughs> your, <laughs> your hair. So basically, why you can just use the permit. Absolutely. So... Uh, you watch them, not a permit. Ha, huh, you're watching uh, them, and then you're like, Where are these people? And, and mind you, you're just a, a small kid in a refugee camp, you don't know any other world, uh, it doesn't exist for you. you just not teaching TV you anything. Probably the books are outdated, they're like 10 years old. Uh, Who cares? You know, wow, <laughs> you're, just we'll there. you're just there to learn how to read and write, but there's no exposure to the rest of the world, like you're blinded. Yeah. So when somebody brings a, a television and you see and you get to see Shahrukh Khan and he's singing in this greenery area, you know, uh-huh. he's, he's, he's with this woman. Where is this people? Where uh, is this world? I need to go. I need to go. But I can't go. But I can look like him. Uh, so let me do my hair. Let me yeah. do this. And then I think that's what influenced in the filmmaking in me. I wanted to become an actor like him. You just want at first you wanted to become an actor. Ha! I want to be like Sharb Khan. Like I need to get the girls. Like I need yeah, to. Very much I not. need to make like I need to be the the love the the, the father of love like yeah. him. Ooh. They call you him know? the other oh, that's his nickname. Yeah. Ha! The father we gave of love. Him father of love. You know. <laughs> so I wanted to become like him. I want to get, get the woman. You know. I like, yeah. Then yeah. You're Is it the woman like or women? But whatever, <laughs> whatever it is, it was I just, love it. you know, like, but then he, um, they had a profound influence. And today, if you go to Mogadishu, there's you very can much. see, you can see the influence that it had. The films have been dubbed in dubbed Somali. In yeah. So you can see how much of an influence. Imik, if you go to YouTube and type like Somali short film, the young people that are making those uh, film alike, are influenced by Bollywood so much, so much uh, that the way they speak, like a bio, Bowie, uh, like I'm like that's not Somali. That's like not Somali. Uh, Somali Mahasas. Uh, we'll talk about later, inshallah. But the, uh, the, the, it's it has so much profound influence, influence uh, on how we see film, and I think that's where filmmaking for me came from. Yeah, one of those things that I've noticed when it comes to the content creation or the 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 the, the, the form of creativity that Somali people have, it's always centered around ja'el or love, mm-hmm. right? Like, seldom do we ever see filmmaking that doesn't have anything to do with love. Hey, so Inkin, our music is love. Uh, stories is, about, that is all about love, right? So, like, 
why is that though? Why, why do you think it's just it's so big on jail? Is it because still of that Bollywood influence? Absolutely. Um, oh. And also, it's because I mean, I would, I, I don't think. Not only that. Yeah. So, for example, like uh, uh, cinema would, and and visuals. Ah. Uh, uh, yes. Reached Somali much later on before we used to do poetry. So so these are true like stories that um you know that exist. Ah. But for us the the love and you know child came from those songs and Gabay mm-hmm. Galatirna, you know, like uh uh, this is those stories like Al Mubadari, Hawani, you know, Qais, or stuff like that. But uh, of course, when it comes to filmmaking, the first films that we've seen are the Bollywood ones. So ah. of course, they have to have. Of in, course, yeah. yeah. But not no, they uh, they didn't like influence the they didn't influence our songs, mm-hmm. they didn't influence our poetry. Mm-hmm. They just influences the visual image. Okay. So now we've 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 gotten who Muhammad Sheikh is and his love of filmmaking. What I want to be able to differentiate is yes, Muhammad Sheikh, the director, the movie producer, the movie, the filmmaker. Now there is an organization Ali Al Shifti Alil Films, which is directly your company, your organization, your agency that you utilize under that banner to go ahead and create some of the films that you have created. Talk to me about some of the films that you've uploaded on YouTube that you've recorded and one of those being which I've had the pleasure of actually acting in it so talk to us about Aliyah Films where did you start when did you start how many films have you done just tell me about Aliyah Films just tell me about what it, all, all of that so uh, if I go back to the, the mentioning of our films being a love story majority of time sometimes and I am talking about the original Somali filmmakers that is studied film. Mm. They knew the extent of an uh, Bollywood influence, so they used to make other films. One of them, films that, that they that are not based on um, love stories. Ah. films that are social commentary. One hundred percent Films that are social commentary that that focus on other issues. Okay, Alel was one of them. So Alel means seashell. Okay. So Alel is a, is a seashell word for Somali. Sah. Alel was a film, I think 27 minute long film, short film. Is it on YouTube? Made by, it was on YouTube, now they removed it. I don't know who, who uploaded and removed it. But Alhamdulillah, I got the opportunity to watch that. Okay. It was made by a Somali filmmaker. He actually lives in Minnesota. Did you ever get to meet him? I did not, but I, that's one of, one of the things that I wanted to is meet him. So his na- he made the film, it's Alel, and the film is about a young woman who, she talks to the seashell. Mm. She's asking him, what brought you to the shore? Because she's on the, by the beach. It's like, what brought you to the shore? And the seashell is speaking to her, and it's complaining about the, the fact that the water has been... Uh, like a, like what do you call them? when the Evil. water gets dirtied by uh. by, like a, so this Italian uh, these people foreign people they took a lot of like dumb they dumped Russian, the, huh? uh, not question like a oil uh. they put a lot of oil into the water and the seashell and the people that in the community that is around that water mm-hmm. they're all dead mm. so the seashell is telling this uh, seashell <laughs> is telling this story to the to that young girl. That's where Alel come from. What is the significance? And though? this was uh, because of the 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 lack of 
government protection of the water. Mm. Nobody's protecting this water because of civil war, because of war <coughs> in the Somali, like Somalia. Uh, they, uh. No one is responsible in protecting their people. So these other people are coming in. They're like destroying the water. They can do whatever uh. they want to the water. So the people who, who were in that area are all dead. dead. Uh, yeah. Even the fish, like the, uh. the seashell, are dead. So, so is it talking about the, thing the climate, the, the climate, the climate change at the And mind you, this was 1990, like before even in the Western people start talking come. about climate. Uh, we made that film. Was it a part? So is it, so is it, so the significance is the, the 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 connection between how other foreign people would come to the shores of Somalia and just dump stuff. Yes. And then that's how the birth how of like the pirates. The, the consequences start. of that. The consequences and of dying people, the shore uh, and the seashell is talking to this young woman. Uh, Come, telling her that this is my story and this is how the water has been affected. So the Alel in the Alel films that Come you have from there. Yes, Come you're from. the you're the you're the person talking to the seashell. No, <laughs> are you the seashell? I just love the name Alel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, but then uh, the, the story uh, it has a significance it's a and story. also the way the uh, seashell is shaped. I like that too. Mm. Uh, so I said Alel films. That's where I got that name from. Okay. Some people, Alil, Alul. Al- yeah, Alila, <laughs> yeah, Alila. Alila. But it's Alel, okay. uh, which is a seashell. So that's where the film come from, which also like, yeah. So Talk to me about the movies that you've done so far. I know Alel is the big banner of the films, but uh, of like the parent company of the films that you've done mm-hmm. so far. being one of them. I'll give you my first ever movie that I watched with you. Like I was... I was I I was a fan of you a year before we even worked. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I remember what I a lot. I remember coming back to Columbus uh, around November. I think it was Thanksgiving time of 2021, and you were having the film screening of the one where your little brother was in. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I forgot what that one was called. Was it for 20? Hagar. We, uh, yeah. Hagar. Hagar. Uh. Is the one where you know the the I think you told me about the 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 the, the pill and the uh, Hagar, yeah. Hagar, Hagar, uh, okay. I remember it was November of 2021 when I came and I was it was in Columbus. I was living in Minnesota at the time, but I came back and I watched it with a group of friends. And I remember you uploaded it on YouTube. I was asking you, so that's one of them. And then there was a couple others that we watched mm-hmm. in those. So tell me about you know just tell me about the movies that you've done so far. So I didn't go to film school, so. <laughs> So Mali But here's where we all fail. I didn't go to film school. But what what did I do in return? I made I went to like you know what, what uh, Quentin Tarantino says, I didn't go to film school, I went to films. Which mm. means he used to watch a lot of films. Me, yeah. I I went to films. But I went to films by making them. Okay. All of these films that I made before was an attempt to learn how to make films. Okay. Since I didn't go to film school, what do they tell you if you go to film school? Other than the theoretical, theoretical aspect, aspect, aspect practical, of it, huh? what do you do? You, get, you make films. Every yeah. class, the end of the class, you need a project. the final exam is a film. Uh. You got to make a film. What do you learn? Like practice what you learn. I said that I'm going to skip the theoretical part. Um, I went straight to filmmaking. Uh-huh. Like I'll make them, so I got, I I I started making them. That's why Emika Hagar, which means neglect. I start making those so I can learn from my mistakes that I'm making, and I just continue to do that. Yeah, that's why Buga Yukur, the one you're in, we were able to make it in two days. 
because before that I made 10 other ones but nobody seen them because what I do is I I would make the films I would watch it and I'm like oh hell no nobody <laughs> needs to see this and I would like hide them like I'll put them under yeah. um uh, uh, and then later on let's say two years go, would go by and then I'll come back and then I'll watch them and I'm like alhamdulillah look how much progress I made yeah. like it's and I can see the progress that I made right there uh. I'm like this one the audio was bad this one the color was bad this one the acting was terrible this one was that so each film and then the other thing I did is I made films and then each film has a specific specialty with it what do you mean uh, what specialty so in one film yeah. all I'm learning the whole film is you're teaching yourself I'm yeah all I'm learning from it is that like I've seen uh, let's say uh, I'll watch a YouTube yeah. uh, that channel that's talking about how to have a good audio in your film in the entire film all my objective is is to get a good audio at that point you don't care about how it looks you just i mean no, you you have a course. certain care so let's say so let's say but you're one, focusing on the audio on the audio so let's say one one film so this film i focus on the audio the next one i'm going to focus on good dialogue and the actors need to like conveying um, the emotions uh, so then the third one i'll focus on a good cinematography like the angles fourth one i'll focus on lighting And guess what the fifth film would be? A combination of everything that I've learned. I love it. Which is like the Hagar. Hagar, yeah. Before that, I've, I've done all of these other 10 ones. Ah. And then I tested like on Hagar. And then it's like, okay, now I'm here. Mm. But what did we wrong? I love it. Now I need to do this. I need, so, exactly. So that's I, it, You know, what's crazy is I, I completely and 100% understand exactly what you're talking about because I think we talked about this last night or yesterday. Uh, looking at anybody that's doing any sort of content creation, right? And we live in a world where you almost kind of have to do content creation. This is kind of like a side business or side hobby because it becomes like your resume. If you're a professional or uh, anything right now, right? Professional filmmaker, I think there's a part of you having to be a content creator, right? So I'm a content creator in the sense of this podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And I've said that there are episodes, and I'll be honest, previously last week I recorded an episode because I needed to up upload an episode. I haven't done it in two weeks, right? So it's like I recorded an episode, but I didn't like it. So it's like, it's one of those, I mean, but the, but the previous episode before that, I, I liked it. So I rushed to uploading it. This one, I, up I recorded it and I'm like, you know what? I know it's already recorded. I'll just probably upload it later on. Mm -hmm. Turns out there was no later on. I have not uploaded. I'm recording this one. And <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to record this one because we're having a nice genuine conversation. And I like this episode. But I understand completely what you're talking about. It's like when you, other people, to other people, to other people's eyes, this is probably one of the greatest things. Oh, this is amazing. Right, but to you yourself, you know what you're capable of. You know how much better you can do it. You know how much more effort you could have put in, and how much better it could have been. Not to say that I have a question or anything right now. I'm just mm. conveying, you know, trying no, to, uh, you know, acknowledge acknowledge absolutely. your story. But um, the difference between uh, the example that you mentioned and, the, and and me is that I do not make it for people. Mm. Like I don't want to. I make it. I watch it, see if I like it, see what I can learn from my mistakes. Because I've already learned the mistakes by making yeah. it, right? Yeah. 
this way I'm wrong, that way I'm wrong, blah, blah, you know? You're like, but next then time. I'm like, yeah, like, save it. Save the film on on for on the like hard drive. Uh. Move on to the next. Nobody needs to see this. Nobody needs to see this. But I, this because is for I didn't you to make it. From. I didn't make it to, for people to see. You made it for there yourself. There was a, a time that I used to upload on YouTube, and then um, uh, and then my friends would come tell me, and then oh, you got like 60k views. And I'm like, what, wait, hold on, let me check it. Mm. What are they saying? And then they saying all of this stuff, and I'm like, I didn't even intend it to do that. But it's good to hear that they enjoyed it. Like, You're the artist. Yeah, well, it's like, it's good to know that they're like actually saying this. It's like college class, you like know. Some people are interpreting like uh, there's this uh, fish they, scene that I included there. Some people got it the way I intended. Uh, yes, yes. Hug it and hug it, right? Uh, yes, I know people, exactly what you're talking some people, about. Some people, it went over their head. But some, when they comment, It went over my head. It, yeah. And when they it comment, over, uh, I'm like, okay. Like you know, good for you. Do, do you wanna do you wanna go ahead and explain that scene in the movie Hagar? Yes. So what what's happening is they they they're the two young men that two are young in, men. Huh? They just grab some food and then they they sitting down by the by the river, mm-hmm. and then they're talking to each other. And one of them, he steps down to the to the shore, like to the water. Yeah. And then he sees a dead fish, mm-hmm. and he says, "Oh, look at this dead fish!" Like. The water is so close to him, but he's like gasping for air. Like, yeah. who did this to him? Yeah. Why can't they just push him to the like water? water yeah. He does not care. And then the other one said, uh, no, one is saying, oh, look at that dead fish. Like, it's just, yeah, he's just dead. useless. Look at this ah. dumbass fish. Then the other one is saying, maybe probably somebody put it there they, when they shouldn't be. They, in Minnesota, you're not supposed to take the fish out and mm-hmm. just leave it out like that. Ah. You, you're fishing and you put it back before yeah. it dies. Ah. You know? But then, it's a metaphor for this young man who's later going to be dropped dead, like on the, on the, the same. same spot. They would drop him, his friends, yeah. when, he, when he's overdosing, for example. Uh, he uses bills and he's overdosing. Uh, they just drop him right there where the fish was. Where the fish and was. nobody's there to help him. In the, symb- in the, symb- in the symbolism is that like, the kid and the fish are one and the same. Yes. <laughs> he's talking about this fish, but it's going to be, be him he's later. He's going to be him later on. Yeah. Oh, that's deep. Yeah, that's deep. <laughs> but they, some people took it to the extreme. Very artistic. Yeah, some people took it to the extreme where they were they were t- talking about all oh, this fish. Uh, the people who left it mm-hmm. are our community, living the youth. Mm. Blah blah. Some people were took the name Hagar, which means neglect, to extreme. Uh, some people uh, like oh, there were like some comments I was getting and. Some message this negative. So you said earlier, Adarto, you was like, I make films for me, and if I like it, I'll go ahead and upload it. No, I, I, I wouldn't go ahead and upload it. I would say, oh, good job, good to job me. to yourself. And then they still go end up in the same fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But do you? My question is, do you, do negative comments do they affect you? Because you could you could you can create something so masterful. It's for you, right? And you like it, right? This would be the greatest film ever. You upload it. Mm-hmm. But you don't guess necessarily get the same love or the same the same love essentially that you normally would assume that you would get from yourself. So sometimes sometimes I'm uh, like a resident at at uh, this some resident at at Somal. So yeah. I I I got the opportunity to come in and um, and uh, and show two films. Uh-huh. You know, like uh, Muhammad Sharif was in there too. And then before the screening, the Mahershala was in another movie. Yeah, which one? It's called Bill the Driver. You haven't ah, seen it? Ah, no, no, no. I have seen that one. I have seen that one. Yeah. No, is it? No. Oh, no, no, You've no. Bill the, the Driver. Driver. The Bill the Driver. I've not seen it. 
Because is it the ones that you uh, did, did, did and Lul? Have you seen Lul? Uh, I don't remember. You have. I know not, the. I know the one. The, I know the other see. one. Okay, it's no Hagar is the, still the same one that Muhammad Sharif is in there when he's in the car, right? No. When he's hijacking the car? No. That's another one. That was the. That's Alif. Alif. Yeah. That's the one I watched. I ain't watched Hagar then. No. November twenty twenty one. It was Alif then. Oh, you said see Hagar. Hagar is way better than that one. Yes, I watched yeah. both, but what I'm t- so it was not Hagar. Then, example, I watched Hagar after. Seen, uh, I watched Hagar with my mom. For example, let, me tell, you, let me tell you, you have not seen three more that I made. Uh, this the one is called Oh the Perfume, one is called Lul, and then that one is called Build the Driver. Build the Driver. I you, have not released to anyone yet. Know, They're just there. I've seen the trailer. I've seen yeah, the you've content. seen the trailer. Yeah. So I was uh, screening um, Build the Driver and Lul at the same night. Uh, People were really, really looking forward to that. I didn't have enough seats for people. I underestimated the amount of people who show up. How many? Where, where did you? Somal House. Somal House. I it's don't know like an artist space. It usually uh, you, you can fit hundred people on there. Eh? But my goodness, Minnesota shows out love. My goodness, I intended it to be outside a screening. Eh? Then it rained. Then we uh, had to go inside, and now three hundred people come. What am I? What am I supposed to do? Uh, I had to show it twice. I'd be like, please, if you've seen the film, <laughs> go. So other people can come and see. You have to think on your feet. But still, but uh, like two hours before that, I mm. didn't want to. I want to cancel it. Why? I just didn't want like uh, I didn't want to like. It's like when you make a film or you make any type of art, it's like you're sharing a piece of yourself. Yeah, you have cold feet. No, it's like you're sharing a piece of yourself. So whoever says anything negative, it's gonna hurt you. It's like somebody's punching you in the in the chest. Does that affect you? I think that was the original question earlier. Yeah, that's why I gave you the example of like sharing a piece of yourself. We need, we need to get you to therapy. No, so then... We need to get you to therapy. Because <laughs> so, I don't think it should. So my friend you called have me. a talent. My friend called me and hey. said, you're seeing mistakes or you're anxious because you made it. You were there from the beginning. These people, they're only seeing it. They don't know. And they won't even care if they know. Yeah. Show it to them. Yeah. I showed up. They loved it. They're like, please, it. can you put this one online? Can we watch it? And I say, no, I have to go back and edit it. <laughs> and I, I, I never put it online. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it hurt. It hurts. But what hurts is that we, as a Somali people, we have, we have a, we have some, we have a, we're amazing human beings, but we also have some bad things. One of the things is that there's this. Some my friend he tells me, Somali people are psychologists. Even though they didn't go to school, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, because uh, I didn't, I don't think he meant psychologist. He meant Psych- they, psychological. Or they psych- think they think they know everything, <laughs> even though they they have absolutely no idea. You're you're drinking a tea and like you're making something. They're like, I can do the same thing. <laughs> and they will like, tell you it's not this way. It's this way. What's wrong with that? Everything. <laughs> so, for example, you see the people that want to make films, right? <laughs> they don't want to take the necessary route and actually learn the art. They want to. They want to just pick up a camera. Sometimes I come, do it. Come to me and say, "Oh, I have a camera at home." <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, I was thinking of making. And I'm like, "Do you have something to show?" And I'm like, "No, no, we will start with it." They had the nadaf. Like, what the like are you doing? Like, somebody didn't know what to measure. I could get an assessment, and I get the same time. Like the negative feedback affects me when it comes from a person. Saying, oh, you should have made this. You should have made that. And then I'm like, 
what do they know? What expertise do they have, they have in nothing. order to tell? Which is why I, 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 two, uh, three categories. I provide. I, I take the feedbacks. I pro and then put them in three categories. And this is actually useful for a lot of people. <laughs> I think uh, I, I just do this mechanism of fe receiving feedback. I put them in three buckets. Okay. So, for example, I'm making a film. You come in and you sh you watched it, and you and I'm expecting to give me a feedback. Like uh, if you're giving me a feedback, right? Mm -hmm. I would put your feedback into one of three buckets. Okay. What are those? Feedback number one is the expert. Expert. Number two, the general audience, and number three, the people that are working with me. So let's say if you're working with me, uh, let's start with general audience. If you're general audience, and I show you my film, and you're giving me a feedback, your feedback, the questions that I'm expecting, like uh, if I ask you questions and you're giving me a feedback, the question I'm asking you is like, how did it make you feel? You know? Mm -hmm. Are you related to the character? How did so you're giving me from a general perspective, how this is how it made me feel. I was sad at that time. I was happy at this time. Mm -hmm. This was funny. You know, those type, they helped yeah. me. Yeah. gouge the interest if you actually this is interesting you know yeah. the second feedback is uh, more of a technical one where I'm like hey personal editor for example it's like if we make this scene here and we add this score how about so if somebody comes up to me and say hey I'm an editor and I was thinking over there when you did that it was great but imagine if you were to change the, the music there yeah. what kind of like Maybe this font, that, uh, you know, uh, that's a technical uh, feedback. Uh, and I loved it. And I'm like, okay, I like that. I'm a, I, what are you thinking? Like, I, and then I would take that. The third one, and the most important that I look forward to, is the, is the expert. Oh, okay, okay. This was the people that one like, edit changes, the people uh, that I work with. Okay. This is the expert. Okay. They would tell me, in this scene, for example, you can have this type of metaphor. Like, they were like, this fish scene would have made more sense. If you if the character says this and this, so they're giving me an expert. This is the precautions that you got to take in order to uh. do an audience care. Like if this story were to go out in the mainstream, how would it make? How would people react? Do you know what I mean? When you write in the script, the dialogue could be this is stronger. That is the one I take it to the heart, because now you know what you're talking about. Yeah. But if you're general audience, that you're telling me, haga haga bedel. I love it. Shit. Yeah. I love it. I yeah. love it. So that's the three it. feedback, uh, uh, like uh, the way I yeah. kind of divide them. Yeah. So, yeah. Let's talk about, uh, I want to give my experiences real quick with uh, working with you because I was a person of those three categories, right? I was not an editor, but I was one of those people that, uh, that you, you selected for uh, a position or a character. Right, I think I was, was I Loyan. The yeah, name barber. That was a barber, was but yeah, yeah, but the but the barber that we just didn't have a name for him, right? It was just a barber. No, I think <laughs> there was a name for it. I forgot. I think it was Ahmed. Barber, I think it was a while ago, right? It was a long yeah. time ago. Yeah, yeah, it was like over a year ago. Yeah, yeah. clear, close to two years ago. But anyways, so Buga uh, the title Buga Yukor means uh, uh, put, it uh, put it on my tab, or literal translation is write it on my book, or mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, Put it on my tab, right? Uh, which yeah, it talks they didn't about have the money. Exactly, it's a young man that was rich that fell off. That now he was coming to the barber shop to go ahead and get a cut. But as he was getting a cut, um, you know, he just wanted to look fresh for a little bit. And he was like, "Yo, boo, I don't have any money right now to the barber shop." And, then, and this is the concept where the, I think it's only Somali people have. 
where somebody would like buy something but they don't have the money and then they have a book they write their name but, Ali yeah. he took these groceries uh, we only it's have a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a credit system ha ah. it, it's it's, uh, it's, it's based a manual on trust. Uh, it's based on trust a yeah. manual credit system based on trust there's an actual my mom used to do it uh, there's a there's a halal meat that used that they used to do a hamarwana i think anybody mm-hmm. in Columbus could relate hamarwana you go to hamarwana you pick up all the food that you need and then you say put it on my mom's tab or put yeah. it on my you know what i'm saying you. and they'll trust you they'll write all of that down and then at the end of the month whatever it is it would be 800 900 yeah. you know whatever it is they would just pay it all so that's a trust system it's a trust credit system that some other people would have so i was the barber mm-hmm. in that in that in that scene and the person that was saying put it on my tab was one of my clients asking me about that um shout out to my body who was uh, acting that uh, uh who's the act who's the main actor on the book uh, it was a book on you know just going through a tough time uh you know you see a person that is successful and then you mm-hmm. see his downfall and then you see how he's trying to you know come up again and alhamdulillah i got the experience uh to, for it to be my first acting gig. Actually, no. There was another acting thing that I did a couple a few years ago, but that movie was never released either. I still have those uh, vi- video videos of like some of the scenes, mm-hmm. and but that, that was it on my Snapchat memories, right? But uh, I've always said that I think I'm a great actor. I'm going to continuously say that. In one of my old, old podcast episodes, I said, uh, not in this Big Bros, but it's on SoundCloud. I said that I feel like I could be the Somali Denzel Washington, and I hope, and I hope to be. And if I were to want to work with anybody, of course, Mohammed, it would be you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was a barber. I actually uh, wore the hat. Um, I actually shaved off uh, Mubarak's head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, yeah. it was in the you know it, it was in it was in the show. It was in the movie. Uh, and then there was so many different scenes. It took us about eight hours to go ahead and do the book or do the movie. It was only an eight minute movie, mm-hmm. an eight hour session to do an eight minute short film. So many cuts after cuts after cuts. I have so many uh, 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 reshoots and all that good stuff. Uh, but it was fun for me, honestly speaking. I can definitely see myself doing this, but you know, me reading so many books. Well, I'm not going to say so many, but me reading books on different actors. One of those things was um, uh, Brian Cranston, A Life in Parts. I don't know if you've read that book. You know Brian Cranston? He's the guy from Breaking Bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the older, the old, the yeah, old guy. Him, yeah. So Brian Cranston, uh, in his book, he starts off with you know as he came back out of work, he's like it was a twelve hour shift where he was acting and it's actual legitimate work. He comes home, he goes into his trailer, and he takes a cold towel and he just puts it on his head and to just decompress from all the things that he was doing that day on that shift. Uh, another book, I think it was uh, Earl. Um, Perlman, uh, something. He's the guy that did uh, Hellboy, mm-hmm. Ron Perlman, right? I li- I read his I, I read his book. I forgot the title was, but he talks about how in some movies that he had to go to Antarctica, Alaska, in the cold, and a the director there was like, "Man, like it's cold, but I need you guys to act within that cold because this is how it would be." But it, but it's not. It wasn't safe. You would probably get frostbite. He was taking. He was telling them like, "Yo, look, I cannot." act when my feet are cold there's no way i can so they switched it up a little bit but uh, those are just two experiences that i've read from other people but then my experience of course exhausting we came around like six seven o'clock we didn't leave until like one two o'clock out of the barbershop it was fun um i actually got to play around this is the only time i ever got to cut anybody's hair <laughs> i took the machines i went to hand with it and you know i was acting in between all of that and it was a good one it was a good one what kind of feedback did you receive from boogie because you know for me I'm promoting that movie everywhere. What made you upload that movie versus Build a Driver or Lul? 
the um, so the actors can request they they would say they would come to me and say um, we did it can we uh, I want to see my family I want my family to see it I want my siblings or my friends to see it uh, can you upload it on YouTube and I'm like hell yeah you are there you know so if I put pressure on Hamshirif to tell you to upload build the driver you're gonna upload build the driver <laughs> of course I would upload the build the driver why not so um, because they're just sitting in my computer yeah. I can we can do that it's um, of course, I. Uh, but I was in Atlanta, and uh, it's normal to, ar- to, to work twelve hours, ten hours. It's standard, you know. Yeah. Especially if you're trying to, if you're very short on time, yeah, you have to work twelve hours because otherwise, uh, you're not gonna finish the movie on time. Yeah. So some movies they they shoot for twenty one days, mm. and then you like you're done. Yeah. And then, but those twenty one days, it has to be ten hours a day. Yeah, every single day. Every single day. No, so this is actual no weekends off. But uh, the crews, you can give them a day or two off, so they can maybe like uh, do their laundry or mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know. But I'm I'm practicing. Once I go to uh, once when I want to go to Somalia, for example, if I'm making a movie, I want to be able to have that backbone and, and stand there mm-hmm. for so many hours. Um, so I'm training myself to do that. So that was, yeah. That was. What are some of the barriers that, you, okay, that's a really good topic that you said that, you know, training yourself in order to be able to withstand some of those problems that you, just some of those things that you would, that wouldn't necessarily go for you. Right. Like during that, during that video or during that shoot, like we've had some barriers that we had to overcome. Like what are some of the things that you faced in just the film industry itself as you're trying to make a movie or two? Well, uh, first, the number one is money. <laughs> <laughs> funding. So it we need requires to, money to make a we movie. We need to make like sure we get a... People look at... Uh, get you funding. Uh, yeah, people look at uh, this other big films and like, oh, I wish there was some other film like that. And I'm like, I wish you were, you were like supporting. Yeah. Cause they, they just want to uh, enjoy it. I want to pay yeah. for the movie to watch it. Yeah, but I don't there was pay this for lady, the there's this lady after one screen and she came to me and was like, there's this uh, plan called 2030. And I was like, what is that? And she said, uh, all of these big, uh, big countries g- uh, came together and then they made sure Somalia is not peace until 2030. Why? After that, they, c- they leave alone Somalia. They say, oh, Somalia is peace. You guys can go. Why? Uh, they, they, she said they make is a pact. Is it a conspiracy theory? Uh, for her, I think, that, I think that's what it was. She said they make a pact. So with that in mind, for example, the way we portray it in movies right now is pirate. Like we're, we're ah. ugly people. We're ah. just violent people. Ah. And in order to change the narrative, you cannot just go to Hollywood and ask them, hey, Can I have you this stop? beautiful story in <laughs> Somalia. And Can they're like, why do I care? Uh, you know, the beautiful story could be very beautiful, but why do I care? You know? Yeah. Because uh, when I can just make a movie about uh, like a, a preconceived notion of Somalia's violence, if I can make a movie like that and the audience would buy that, yeah. it's better for me to do that than make a, a positive story. Yeah. I see that. Because a lot of people, uh, it's, it would be like weird if you say, oh, Somalia is like, there are beautiful people that are, they're like, oh, no, that's not what I believe. Yeah. This must be wrong. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, very much. So they won't fund you. They will yeah. not fund you. But where does the funding come from? It comes from the people themselves. Uh. And a lot of people, a lot of, uh, we're not up to date. So, we, it, so essentially then, in order for us to go ahead and market, promote, create, and make films or just be in the film industry we have to be able to fund ourselves or fund people like you 
to be able to go ahead and create some of those beautiful stories. Absolutely. And also we have to uh, educate ourselves about the filming itself. A, a majority of the time when we talk about film, I say, oh, wasasi uh, sas, like, you know, films are like that, well, you know? But what we don't understand is that filmmaking is so much more than, than just making. some people like nude or, you know, the Hollywood. Ah. Filmmaking is much more than Hollywood. Yeah. There is like, do you know that there is like a, a Muslim films? Yes. The the, the woman yeah. and a man do not touch each other. Do not touch it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's still a film, beautiful yeah. film that will make you cry. Like yeah. it's so amazing. So that that it doesn't mean like they're always nudity. There's always vi- oh. none of that. Filmmaking is also a social construct. Mm. Like it doesn't necessarily have why to do you break believe, the barriers. Why do you believe India? Uh, there are so many beautiful people in India. It's because the this industry. light skin, oh, the air is blowing, oh, they're uh, running, oh. But when you go to India, but then it's not India, always it's all like that. The majority of the people are just struggling. Like. I think I think it's the same way with America then. As Hollywood tries to promote America as this as most this amazing place. Thing. Like yeah. giant. You and know? then when you come to America, it's like it's just you, normal. Go, you go you go no, you go to dirty places and you're like, bro, this is trash. You go to San Francisco today, it's like goodness be yeah. Los Angeles. But in the movie San Francisco and LA is like, oh my God, this is the most beautiful place the, in the world. Do you know the, the theory of color? So for example, go ahead. if you take the same camera, same settings, and you go to Mexico and you shoot it like when it's like early in the morning, yeah. they will color grade it as a warmer place. It's red. Uh, warm. So when you see the color, you're like, Mexico is warm. Mexico is hot. Ah, uh, I know. Example. If you take the same color grade and apply it to New York, you would think New York is hot too. But they will never do that. Mm. Why? Because they, this is New York is pleasing. Even though it's so crowded, they're like, oh, look at New York. New York, you know, blah, blah. Uh. But you go to Mexico City and it's all of a sudden like looking desert. Yeah. You know? Uh. It's, it's a social construct. Like, construct. They, they understand they, that. We're fans. That kind of fans singing. Mm. They understand. We're that. going. We're going deep into conspiracy theory. No, right it's now not. This not, is not a conspiracy. My mind is. My this mind is. True. is this, this is my is mind. True. Yeah. Proven. Uh, and now you you start to notice uh, every time we see. No, I'm talking theories. about. I'm talking about like as in the conspiracy theory in the sense of like. TV, the television is like a, it's a use of a programming. Like we're being programmed to think. No, I'm not. Uh, that's no, not I would I assume meant. though. Like no, that's not what you I said meant. that. Uh, so, <laughs> no, no. If you take no, the same no. color grading in Mexico, they want people to believe that it's desert. It's hot, right? No, that's just same, that's just uh, uh, biased. Yes, it's yeah, not. It's, a, it's not a conspiracy theory. It's biased. But it's programming. But you create biases. What I meant is that. From what you see. Right now, when you make a pirate movie, mm-hmm. uh, or when you make a Somalia a movie about Somalia, and the guy's dirty looking, like just, uh, as soon as you look at him, he's just violent guy. Uh, what do you believe? Be all Somalis, all Somalis are like that. That's programming. That's what it's programming. But what if you, what if you watch a Bollywood film and it's so beautiful and it's all greenery? You're thinking, oh, India like must that. be, yeah, India must programming. be programming. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, when yes. I say social construct, what, what I meant is, in order for Somali people to change their name and image, they have to be able, to, have produce. To, be able to produce their own beautiful imagery of that each shows, other. And I'm, and I'm not saying, and I'm saying like, and I'm not saying like, don't be truthful and create some fake, some fake Somalia. But imagine if you truth to the story that you're telling. Uh, 
You know what I mean? صح. Why does the stories that's coming out of there always uh, bad stories? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's what I that's what I meant. For these people to understand that we exist and we're here, we got to be able to make our own stories. Yeah. And have our own beautiful people and have our own you know colors. Yeah. Now I, I appreciate all of that. Um then so barriers of course is going to be budget. Um there are so many modes of storytelling and I you know I I think we want to get to a point where you know we've only been through halfway through the conversations that I really wanted to be able to go ahead and touch. But I think I'm going to skip out on all of these. Um and I want to jump into you know your next projects and goals and opportunity you know next goals that you have your next projects that you want to be able to accomplish and then we'll go ahead and call it a day um i don't believe this is going to be our last conversation but we'll definitely be able to come back to this absolutely yeah so with that being said next projects to come for alel films and your goals and yeah inshallah right now i want to make a film um i'm interested in in like a as as i study films yeah as i study films i'm interested in uh in thrillers so thriller is a big genre that i love um i wanted to make films that necessarily not uh, don't talk about just who, what somali nemo is but films that have a universal theme Mm-hmm. but the the characters that in the film are somali the experiences that are being portrayed are somali experiences uh but yeah i i i i wanted to finish what i got going on right now with the documentary of um you know the east african documentary and stuff but inshallah after that I would, uh, i'm definitely gearing towards uh making feature films like that that are not necessarily talking about oh here this are somali people and stuff but that have a universal theme but then the people that are in there are somali i love it i love it and then advice for the young up and coming uh filmmakers so uh, if if i go all the way back i'd say instead of it's better to create something and be criticized than create nothing and criticize others Oof. say that one more time <laughs> so No, this is I didn't, it's not an original quote. I don't know who said no, it. No, it's Muhammad Sharif uh, Muhammad Sharif's quote. No, it's okay? not. It's, I don't know who quote. said it. It's better to create something and be criticized <laughs> than create nothing and, and not and, and criticize. Yeah, criticize others. And criticize others. Oh my, yeah. that's deep. Yeah. I love it. So, uh he said I uh, he also said I may not believe in myself, but I believe in what I do. Mm. You know what I mean? Like so for the young filmmakers instead of criticizing others and always pointing fingers i don't have this i don't have that i would say pick up the camera start shooting weddings you know mm-hmm. start shooting pictures and slowly this it takes a progress slowly slowly uh like learn filmmaking slowly slowly and collaborate with other people that do mm-hmm. me i start writing i start from writing first i learn how to write a script and after writing the script i said how do i bring this script to life and then i bought a camera i yeah. was taking pictures yeah. i'll bring people together we'll shoot something like stuff like that you know yeah. so I, it's a very slow process but yeah it's doable absolutely where can people find you on social media where can they connect uh, with you 
they can connect me with you on Instagram at uh, Moha Sheikh. Um, on Instagram, usually that's where I'm active majority of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'll write it down in the Mo- descriptions yeah, as well. Yeah, Mohammed, Mohammed Sheikh uh, on Facebook. And then Alil Films and Alel on Films YouTube. On, on YouTube. So, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. They, they, yeah, just create. Mohammed Sheikh, this is part one of our conversation. We will definitely come back to this, of course. And we had a great conversation, of course. Uh, time is almost running out for us. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you guys so much. Please do follow the uh, the Instagram pages, Big Bros Podcast and Big Bro Ayub uh, on both Instagram and on TikTok as well. And as you guys know, LL Films on YouTube. Please subscribe to that. And Mohammed Sheikh uh, on IG. I will write it down in the description at Moha Sheikh. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Big Bros Podcast with Alal Films and Mohamed Sheikh. Thank you. We'll see you next time.